It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Down at 3:20 left in regulation. Two-one Sharks. Capitals throw it into the Sharks zone. Meyer intercepted it. Lead pass at center. Here comes Dolan. Has a two-on-one with Benino. He holds it. He shoots it. Safe score. Jonathan Dolan. Gets the puck through. It trickles past goaltender Samsonov, and it's in. And Dolan, who hadn't scored a goal in 14 games, had one goal in his previous 22, makes it 3-1, to one, Sharks. And that is the insurance that was so badly needed. All right, good morning, everyone. Waking up winners on a Thursday morning. I know that has me in a very good mood. I hope it does the same for you. Before we go any further, let us look at the standings for the San Jose Sharks after a win. 22 wins, 19 losses, 2 overtime losses, 46 points, 5th place in the Pacific, tied in points with 4th place Calgary, 2 points back of 3rd place LA, 4 points back of 2nd place Anaheim, and 7 points back of 1st place Vegas. So everything's still within striking distance for the San Jose Sharks. Not that much different when we look at the overall wild card picture right now. The Sharks currently sit at fourth in the wild card, tied with points on Dallas and Calgary, and seven points back of Minnesota. So, you know, again, the Sharks sitting fourth right now. It's January 27th. Yeah, there are going to be some games made up, and the Sharks do look at teams that have games in hand on them, but you know what? You can only do what is ahead of you on your schedule and what has been on your schedule, and the Sharks up to this point have kept themselves in contention. And of course, there was a lot going into last night's game that was a bit of an emotional gut punch to the San Jose Sharks, and I, I start off by talking about the fact that Eric Carlson was announced that he's going to be out for an indefinite amount of time. They will reevaluate in mid-March after having forearm surgery. First off, just completely bummed for the guy. I know that Eric Carlson is somewhat of a polarizing figure among Sharks fans. I really, really like Eric Carlson. He's always been one of my favorite players. I was absolutely just stunned when the Sharks acquired him. And, you know, I, I think that when he's been healthy, he's been a really, really good player for the Sharks. And this year, he was having a bounce-back campaign after not being particularly great last year. But he was, you know, and I talked about this with Corey Massasak of The Athletic yesterday on The Build-Up. If you want to go listen to our talk about it, and I think it pertains to a lot more of what we're going to be talking about later, um, you know, over the next couple of weeks. So I encourage you to go do that. Uh, but, you know, he was having a top 10 defenseman campaign in the NHL this year. And no, he was not going to be Makar. And he was not playing to that level because Makar's just out of his mind right now. But Eric Carlson has been playing very, very well. He's been creating points. He's been getting assists. He's been making nice stops. He's been doing everything you expected Eric Carlson to do. When you spend that type of money on a guy, you expect him to be a top 10 defenseman. Beyond Eric Carlson and the news of him being out, being an emotional gut punch going in, to one of the most critical and difficult stretches of the season with these games on the road. 
you also are coming off that 7-1 loss to Tampa Bay, and that has the ability to have a hangover effect. And I think that the, the team did a really nice job in responding to that because, it, you know, listen, I know that we talk about this team having the ability to forget losses quickly and be able to walk away and being able to move on. But listen, when you get spanked 7-1, especially in the fashion that they did, it wasn't like what happened against Pittsburgh. It wasn't like what happened against Boston. This was this was a little bit different. And Tampa, I mean, they, they are... It's another thing I talked to Massasac yesterday on the build-up. Tampa's one of the best teams that I have ever seen. And I, I say that with all due respect to every championship team that's come before. But my thing about Tampa is they do everything well. There's nothing they don't do well. And that was a relatively demoralizing loss for the Sharks. And they just... They were overwhelming. And I thought that there was the risk of the Sharks being overwhelmed by the Capitals because... The Caps, if you look at the names they have, you look at the way they play, they can do that to anybody, and you, you can, you've seen it. And when you go back into their house and coming off a loss like the Sharks just had, I think there was the risk of having another tough loss like that. But credit to the Sharks, they, they flipped the narrative on its head. I mean, that was the thing that was most striking to me is that what have we seen with the Sharks this year? It's been one-line production. It has been slow starts. It has been... Not what we saw last night. You know, Noah Gregor, as of late, has been creating opportunities and not finishing. Jonathan Dolan has been fighting for opportunities and being denied time and time again. The only thing that made sense out of last night's narrative versus what we've seen as of late was James Reimer stepping up and having a monster performance. But this game for the San Jose Sharks was kind of the, the opposite of what we've seen as of late. It was it was depth production. It was getting a, all four lines in on the game. It was getting you know uh, overall contributions from every guy that was out there on the ice. It was not your quote unquote star players, which isn't to say that you know you didn't have nice games from you know your Timo Myers and your Tomas Hurdles, but. This was more about everybody else in this game, and it's good. That's what you need. You can't just be relying on the same names night in, night out, and that's been a big part of why the Sharks have not taken greater steps to be more than a bubble team. It's because they have not gotten that production from the top of the lineup to the bottom of the lineup, you know, game in, game out. And hopefully with the Eric Carlson absence, you are going to see more of that. Hopefully that, that this will be kind of a, a kick in the pants to the Sharks that they need to get everybody in on it, and... I do also look at the fact that the Sharks, once again this year, when they've had their backs against the wall, they've been able to respond. We saw this happen at other points of the year. We saw this happen when they were um, you know, down with COVID absences. We've seen it happen time and time again. And I give them a lot of credit for being able to respond like this, and not every team is going to be able to do it. That's a credit to Bob Bugner and his staff, and he knows how to push the right buttons. He knows how to get guys rolling, and when you have a night where Noah Greger gets you going right off the bat and you're able to follow it up with a goal from a Malosh, and then you get a, you know, a nice performance from a James Reimer and Jonathan Dolan's getting a goal and Cogliano's getting a goal on an empty netter. I mean, that, that was that was everything you needed. It was everything but Tomas Hurdle and Timo Meyer you know, taking the game on their shoulders and doing it all by themselves. It was a team win, and you need team wins at this point of the year, especially, again, on the toughest stretch of scheduling maybe the entire year, at least in terms of a road trip. No East Coast road trip is easy. This one is particularly difficult, and I loved the way we saw it with a good start last night. Too many times this year, the Sharks have been jumped out of the gate, and they've just been chasing the game and trying to get themselves back into it. That was not what we saw last night. The Sharks were the more aggressive team off the start. They were out shooting the Caps. They were the better team. They were the more aggressive team, and it paid off. 
there, there wasn't going to be a guarantee of a goal from Noah Gregor there early on, relatively early on, about seven and a half minutes into the game. But it did feel like it was trending in that direction. The Sharks were out shooting the Caps. The Sharks were being the better team up to that point, And they were able to score that goal. And you could see it change the entire narrative. Now, you get a good start like that. What does it matter if you can't do more of it? Well, you come out in the second period and you get another early, relatively early goal. And you're up 2-0, and you have a little bit of the pressure off you. And I, I, listen, I know this is not you know, groundbreaking to any of you to tell you that if you get a lead, it takes the pressure off. But so often this year, the Sharks have been behind the eight ball early, especially on the road, chasing a game against a high-quality opponent. And they kept themselves from being in that position. I mean, that to me is that's, that's a huge part of how you get that win. You, you recognize what you've done poorly in the past and you are able to make good on it and put yourself in a better position. Now, credit to the Capitals after the Sharks go up one nothing in that first period. They came storming back, and the last six minutes of that first period, James Reimer made some absolutely monster saves. And, you know, Reimer is also another guy who was coming off of a tough game against Tampa. He did not have a good start, and Tampa does that to a lot of teams. You know, and Reimer was able to forget it very quickly, and Reimer... Much to his credit, he is usually the most chill guy. He does not let things get to him. It's water off a duck's back, however you want to look at it. And I think that mentality overall goes out and helps the Sharks because they look at him, you look at your goalie, you look at the guy who's there in front of the pipes, and you have to kind of play off his mentality. You kind of have to see how he's responding to the situation. And for him to not get rattled, I think that's huge. I mean, even after the game, he spoke to the media and he was not... You know, he wasn't shaking in his boots. He wasn't shook to his core. He was ready for the next challenge. And especially with Hill now being day-to-day with an injury, that means we're going to be seeing a lot of 47. And Reimer, I think that if he's playing well after a game like that last night, he's going to want to get back in net anyway. So you have to ride this momentum. I think the Sharks have to look at that game last night and really ask themselves what they can do to replicate and how they can make that game happen again because it was a smothering, not dominant, but a a very, very good performance that also saw their penalty kill rise to the moment once again. And they were walking into the game last night with the eighth-ranked PK in the NHL last night, and they came up with some huge kills at critical moments of the game. And I know that that is an overused term, but when you're up by just a goal on the road and you're going on the kill against a team like the Caps where an Alex Ovechkin is out there, Yeah, it's a critical moment, and you need to have your guys step up, and that was, again, a big part of what the Sharks were able to do last night, stepping up to the moment, and, you know, there have been too many games as of late where the Sharks have not been able to step up and have not put themselves in a great position, I thought that time and time again last night, the Sharks were able to get those big goals and were able to get the big stops and were able to take advantage of the opportunities to get that were given to them, I should say, and We talk about the Sharks a lot this year, and it's often about missed opportunities. It's often about the times that they have not been able to bury those chances. And well, you know, last night was not the prettiest win by any means. They were able to bury those opportunities. They were able to take those chances and find the back of the net and put themselves in a position to win. That, you know, that does not happen by accident. I am quite sure that Bob Bugner and the Sharks' leadership structure as well as the rest of the coaching staff, they're all quite aware of what they do and don't do well from a game-to-game basis. And I know they're all aware of the fact that they have not been taking advantage of their opportunities. And in doing so and or not doing so, they found themselves on the wrong side of the scoreline when the game is done. And last night was an example of what they were able to do. But, you know, this 
is one game. And again, life is not easy for the San Jose Sharks. This may have been the easiest game on this trip. Is now Saturday, it's Florida. Then you have a back-to-back Sunday afternoon. And then you see Tampa again on Tuesday before you go into the break. You know, life does not get easy for the Sharks, but the Sharks have not made life easy on themselves. And it's up to them now as a team to try and fight and scratch and claw for every single point they can get on this road trip. Because first off, you took care of business in game number one and you got off what was an awful loss to Tampa Bay. And on top of that, it also snapped a two-game slide because you had lost to the Kraken as well. And I'm sure those two losses to the Kraken are games the Sharks are looking at this year and saying, that's why we are not in second place in the division right now. That's why we are languishing a little bit farther down than we'd like to be. So, you know, those are two games the Sharks are looking at the Kraken and then the loss to Tampa Bay. Even if they had a very nice win on, you know, the previous Monday against the Kings, they didn't follow it up with quality performances. Now they've got a chance to follow up this win against the Caps, which I think is a momentum win as well as a response win, like Bob Bugner called it. What can they do against Florida? And what can they do against Carolina? Tampa in their own house is going to be a beast of a challenge, but the Sharks have shown a good response to challenges up to this point of the season. And maybe the best way to get a response is to get goals from the guys who had been denied or underperforming or not responding up to this point. And I'm not meaning to call out a Jonathan Dolan or a Noah Gregor, but for all the opportunities they had created, they weren't putting in the back of the net. And that's, I mean, that's why you're out there. You need to score. You need to perform. You need to be able to get those goals and, you know, justify your ice time, even if it's even if you are doing the details well, even if you are playing a hard-nosed game, you've still got to be able to perform. And my my hope is at this point is that we will see a, an overall correction to what has happened to Noah Gregor and Jonathan Dolan in particular, because I think if we've watched over the last you know couple of months with those guys, you've just seen time and time again opportunities where it looked like they were going to score where they've been denied. And it just didn't make any sense. You know, if you, if you went to what the average is of scoring chances and, you know, the amount you're going to bury, you just you didn't see it happen that way. You didn't see it being such a negative outcome from the shots these guys were generating. So that is my hope, is that for all the opportunities the Sharks have missed ha- as of late, maybe that pendulum will start to swing in the other direction. Maybe there will be a correction. Maybe there will be overall an opportunity for the Sharks to find themselves on the right side of the scoreline if they can get that correction to where the shots from Dolan and the shots from McGregor and the shots from Nieto, who had a breakaway last night who you thought was going to put things out of reach and make it a 3-1 game didn't happen. And you even heard Randy Hahn talk about it to remember that save at that moment in time because Samsonov had, you know, he was dead to rights and he was able to make the stop. If they're able to make that a 2-2 game, then that changes the entire dynamic. They didn't. But again, if Neitz is going to get that opportunity, he's got to bury it. It's like Gregor. He got that opportunity earlier in the game. He was able to bury it. Jonathan Dolan was able to get that opportunity, make it a 3-1 game. You know, that was the, the nail in the coffin. And then you had the insurance with the empty netter. But the fact of the matter is the Sharks have not gotten the goals that I think they have deserved many times this year. And maybe deserving is the wrong word, but you would just think if you play the averages, they were going to get more of these goals. And so... If it was not up to snuff, maybe that can start to correct itself. Regression to the mean, correction, pendulum swing, however you want to view it, it would be a good, good time for that to happen for the Sharks, now playing Florida and Carolina and Tampa. 
You know, Bugner was asked after the game if it was one of the biggest of the year or if it was the biggest of the year, and he said no, but it was a response game for sure. I don't know if I could classify the biggest win of the year up to this point. You know, you can point to that October 30th win against the Jets when they were, you know, when everything was going wild with COVID. That's one of those ones that I look at. But, you know, the fact is the Sharks stepped up big time in this game. It was the right win at the right time to get things going on an incredibly difficult stretch of scheduling. And you would hope that they can follow up on it. You know, that's been the bugaboo of the Sharks is that quality wins this year have not too often been followed up by quality wins. It seems like they've been able to eke out a win, maybe sometimes get a second consecutive win, and then it's a couple of losses. And really what has them sitting above 500 on the season is that early four-game winning streak to start the year. Otherwise, it's been win-loss, win-loss, win-win-loss, loss, win-win-loss, win-loss-loss. You know, it's just, it's been inconsistent. So hopefully, again, use this loss to kind of give yourself some momentum Take that into the game against Florida and Carolina. Then you have that game against Tampa where anything can happen and just see where it goes as you head into the break. You know, and then you get some time off to rest, get healthy. You know, Balsers was a guy who was a late scratch last night. We thought he was going to be back. You know, if he can get back into that lineup and be contributing because he did get in for a couple of games, scored some goals, and then had to go back on the COVID list. It was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. You know, the other guy that, you know, hopefully sooner rather than later, maybe we'll get an update on Kevin LeBanc and see where he is in his recovery. And you just hope that the Sharks can get more of that offense going because the defense has been better this year. The goaltending has been better this year. The offense has not. But one of the things to pay attention to last night in the win for the Sharks and the second goal of the night coming from Alosh is that he's the sixth Sharks rookie to score his first goal this year. I mean, that should be an ultimate reminder of how young this team is. And yes, there are some, you know, very high quality veterans that are on this team, but there's a lot of young talent on this Sharks team as well. And there is a lot of teeth cutting happening out there from one game to the next. And I was talking to a buddy of mine and, you know, I was making the comparison of how it seems, you know, relatively A's like in terms of the way that the Sharks have kind of hung around this year while infusing young talent and finding, you know, bargains in guys like Reimer, who was a veteran with experience who was not going to cost a ton of money. Meanwhile, you put a guy like Hill in there who is, you know, he had 50-odd starts coming into his, you know, first season with San Jose. And, you know, you've been able to use those guys very effectively while you're giving more time to a Merkley, while you're giving more time to a Gregor, while you're giving more time to, you know, you go down the list. You talk about all these guys who have been able to contribute to the Sharks this year. And, yeah, they're young. They are very young, but they have been hanging around in the playoff race, a playoff race that has been relatively wide open, but credit to them for hanging around up to this point. So a lot of things can happen here as we head into the break, and the Sharks gave themselves a very nice step in the right direction on Game 1 of 4 on this remarkably tough East Coast road trip. We're going to take a break. On the other side, we are going to get into some of that post-game reaction. You're on Morning Tide. That to-do list you have needs one more thing chill it's an easy thing to do just crack open an ice cold coors light and chill take the afternoon off and binge watch anything go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours who's counting anyways or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week whatever you do do it with a coors light mountain cold refreshment made to chill 2020 coors brewing company golden colorado celebrate responsibly Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Lighting. 40 seconds to play in the third. 
Ovechkin again from the left circle, shoots, glove save made by Weimer. With 35.7 seconds left, Weimer stops Ovechkin cold. It's still three to one. Yeah, I thought that, uh, you know, first off, I'd, I'd say Rhymes was, was uh, um, you know, one of his better games all year. He was our first star, and, and I thought he played so well, um, you know, and he faced a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of chances in the third period. But uh, I liked the way we played. I thought, you know, we knew where they are going to push. Um, you know, we, our penalty kill was huge tonight for us. Um, you know, and Rhymes, your best penalty killer is your goalie. So um, I thought we had a little bit of everything from every line, uh, you know, I even – the fourth line was a momentum line for us tonight. Um, you know, Bonesy's line ended up getting us a goal. Um, you know, Cooch had that assignment tonight. Uh, uh, his line scored. And then and Tommy Hurdle started us off uh, his line at the beginning of the game. So all four lines contributed tonight. And that's how we have to be. That's how we have to have success. Welcome back, everyone. A save from Reimer and Bob Bugner bringing us back in last night. Reimer was absolutely fantastic last night. One of his best performances of the year, in my opinion. This is the reaction he had after the game. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I felt pretty good. And I mean, obviously, anytime um, things don't go your way, you want to come back and, and play well. Um, or do what you can. I mean, obviously you never know what's going to happen out there, but you want to try and bring your A game and, and let the chips fall where they fall. But um, I mean, honestly, I mean, I said, it, I said it before in one of the other interviews, but um, just the way we played tonight, I mean, again, again, it's infectious when, when we play with that compete level and, and we hound the puck and we play with pace. I mean, um, you know, I mean, obviously every day you, you try and be self-motivated and, and, and bring it yourself, but I'm sure the guys feed off feed off of me too. But when when they're playing with with uh, intensity, um, they were playing with tonight. I mean, um, you know, it just helps helps me get into the game and 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 want to fight and want to get in there and fight. And I thought that one of the things that Reimer talked about, which he's always so good at talking about, is the fact that this was a a bounce back after what may have been some soul searching in that loss to Tampa. Now Reimer, again, like I said earlier, he never shows it. Never has any cracks in the facade. He always has that mentality of go out there, forget about any negativity, and have a great performance. Uh, but he did have some good insight when talking about the need to bounce back from that Tampa loss. Yeah, I mean, I think I, think I talked about it a little bit after the game. Um, you know, you, you always want to you play well every night. Um, and, you know, the way the league, the way the league is and, and the way the schedule is when the games go, you know, you're going to have some stinkers throughout the, throughout the year. That's just a matter that's just how it goes. Um, but you know, I don't think we were, we were happy with, with our compete level and, and that's something that should, should never falter. Um, and so, um, when that happens, you know, you really gotta look yourself in the mirror and, and make sure you're bringing the next day. Um, and, and like I said, you never know if you're going to win or not. I mean, there's, there's 31 other great teams in this league. So, um, but you want to bring it. And again, tonight, um, we brought it and, uh, we were rewarded. And that's the thing. This team knows by now that if they play the style of game they want to, they can win just about any game. Now, whether or not they are able to play their style of game because of what the opposition does to them, that's a different question. But the Sharks played their game last night. Shocker walked away with a win. I don't know if I'd say it's the biggest of the year, but it was definitely a... a, a a response game. And um, I think you saw the things that we didn't do against Tampa, the desperation, the urgency, um, you know, the, the some depth scoring, some, uh, you know, the blocking of the shots and just sacrificing, uh, sacrificing for each other. I think that was, uh, that's what we stressed the, the last couple of days is about showing up, responding and, and uh, you know, and, and picking ourselves off the, off the floor. And a big part of a response game like that is allowing guys to come up and have an opportunity to be part of that response. Matt Nieto makes the move down the left, cross the line, feeds on the right, quick shot. They score! 
Nicholas Malosh driving down the lane, getting the pass from Magneto. And that is number one for Nicholas Malosh as the Sharks have a 2-0 lead. What a play by Nieto. What a finish by Malosh. Malosh saw the opportunity in front of him and took it, just like he took advantage of his opportunity overall in the course of the game with the San Jose Sharks, scoring his first ever NHL goal and allowing for a hallmark moment after the game. Amazing. Just unbelievable. Uh, it's my mother's birthday today, too, so... It's just special today, I guess. Yeah, I thought that was really cute. He said he's going to see his mom in Florida and give her the puck. So I, I thought that was awesome. And even more awesome was the fact that he played a really good game. I really liked his game. And I, I mean, nice to see him get rewarded on the goal. I thought he made a great read jumping up and fourth man's ice. And I thought that Neats made a great play and we drove the net, all the things we talk about. Uh, but I really liked him down in the trenches. I thought he was big and heavy. I thought he was physical. Uh, he won a lot of battles, uh, made some uh, good plays on some exits. So that's what we need from 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 Mel every night. And, uh, you know, we've talked a little about that, me and him uh, before is is making sure when you're in that lineup, um, make it hard on me for to take you out. Give me a reason to play you again. And definitely he did that tonight. You know, top to bottom, the Sharks were all part of this one, especially in the third period. They have penalties to kill. They have big names to stop. You know, anytime you're facing Alex Ovechkin, you've got you've got quite a lot to handle. And the Sharks' defense stepped up time and time again. <sighs> yeah, I mean, fortunately, because you want to play the best. Um, and obviously, and unfortunately, unfortunately, I've played them a bunch, spending most of my career in the, East, in the Eastern uh, Conference. And so... Um, you know, he's, he's arguably the best in the league. And, and so anytime you go against him, I mean, you, you respect the heck out of him. He's got an unbelievable shot and, and, you know, I got lucky a few times uh, today. So a couple went off my knob and, and got a piece of, of a few. So um, he's a great player, a great shooter. And, um, you know, just lucky, uh, lucky that they hit me tonight. And let's not forget Noah Gregor in this game, who had a huge, huge goal for the Sharks to give them that early lead. Back in the neutral zone, Tomas Hurdle is able to spin it through the check of Eller. Down the right side, Barabanov gained the zone, dropped it back for Hurdle. Turns, stick handles, throws it toward the slot, tipped that by Barabanov to Burns in front, the tip, score! And it's Noah Gregor getting the goal on a tap-in. Sharks won, Capitals nothing. Yeah, uh, it was great to score one. Uh... You know, it's tough when when things aren't going your way, but uh, you know I thought I was pl still playing some good hockey. Just you know things weren't going in for me, uh, so just trying to stick with it. You know, trying to play the best as I can, and uh, hopefully uh, you know tonight starts something for me. And that's the frustrating part about Gregor is he has been playing a very detail-oriented game. He's been doing all the little things right. He has just not been able to see the results there that he deserved. But he came through, gave the Sharks a big early lead of which they were able to build upon, capitalize upon, and ride to a win. And he said that there had been a message from the coaching staff to stick with his game. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, I felt I was playing a pretty strong game for the most part and, and doing the right things. Uh, so if you, if you continually do that, uh, things will start going your way. And it did go his way last night. And again, the hope is that it will continue in that direction as the Sharks Try to build again off of this one win. I would love to see the Sharks again. If they can get one more win, you immediately walk out even at 500 off the toughest road trip of the year. And again, I, I can't help but get greedy. You started off this road trip with a win, get another, get another. I know that everybody looked at this road trip and said this could be sink or swim time for the San Jose Sharks and their overall season, especially with the injury to Eric Carlson. I do not agree because I don't think it's ever truly over until it is over, but... I think many more people were expecting the Sharks to sink at this point. And for the one game, they have been able to thrive. And again, I get greedy, 
but I would really think that the Sharks are about to respond in the biggest moment of the year. And that's what a team that ends up in the playoffs has the potential to do. Now, my entire judgment for this year is not just based on the playoffs alone. I've been very clear on that. I want to see improvement from the Sharks. But you do look at where the Sharks are. You see that teams have games in hand on them. You know that guys are going to be getting a strong in the second half as they make trades at the deadline. And I do not expect the Sharks to be one of those teams because I think they are playing for the future right now. But the fact is they have enough talent in the here and now to make the playoffs or at least a chase for the playoffs a potential reality. And I know that we would all like that chase to be much more of the narrative for the second half of the season than the alternative. But is the overall narrative for the Sharks an improving team? Yeah. Is the overall narrative for the Sharks a team that's still in contention past the halfway point? Yeah. Is the overall narrative for the Sharks a team that appears to be developing young talent and developing for the future while simultaneously competing for a playoff spot? Again, the answer overwhelmingly is yes. So while playoffs are not the be-all, end-all that I'm looking for out of this year, I I love that we are still in that discussion right now. It makes it more entertaining for everyone. You know, this is why you've seen the expansion of playoffs in in all sports. You want more teams to be in contention later into the year because it keeps fan bases more engaged and it gives people more things to talk about. With the San Jose Sharks, you're talking about Eric Carlson, you're talking about Tomas Hurdle, you're talking about growth from one year to the next, you're talking about this team never missing the playoffs in three consecutive years, you're talking about players that look good for the future. I mean, there's so many talking points going on with this team right now. It is very entertaining, even if the Sharks are not what they were in the past. This is an entertaining team that gives us a lot to talk about, and I think that I would rather take that than a team where there's not a lot to talk about. And I know that some people have said that the Sharks should have shut it down and done the complete rebuild, but I like this better. I like the contention. I like the narrative of trying to stay alive over the course of the season and not just you know sinking and trying to develop only for the future. Trying to do both at the same time is a nice challenge and a nice narrative and an entertaining product the Sharks put out in any single game. You never know what team is going to show up out there for the Sharks right now, but for the most part, you are going to be entertained. That wraps it up for Morning Tide for the San Jose Sharks. I'm Ted Ramey signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network.